Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Rebecca King-Ferraro. And I'm Michael Sean Breeden. And you're listening to Conversations on Dance. On today's episode of Conversations on Dance, we are joined by dance videographer, director, and producer Nell Shelby. Nell takes us through the entire creative process of filming Ballet Hispanico's performance of Annabel Lopez Ochoa's Doña Perón at the Kennedy Center. She shares with us the challenges and rewards of helming this 15-camera project. This filming will premiere on PBS as part of the Next at the Kennedy Center series this April 14th at 10 p.m. Eastern. The same date becomes available to stream on the PBS app and pbs.org. Now we're so happy to have you back on our podcast. Uh, we had a great time talking to you last yeah. time, but I realized now that it was over a year and a half ago. I think, um, let's see what episode it was. So everyone that maybe missed it could go back and check it out before we launch into today. It was episode 249. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's been a year and a half. And we'd love to just catch up a little bit about on um, projects um, that you would have been doing since Vail 2021. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, 2021 was a busy year because, you know, we're still kind of like COVID-y mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. at, at the time. And and I probably would have said the last time that my business doubled, if not even more than that <laughs> during COVID. Right. right. So it took on some really great big projects. It kind of has shifted like the trajectory of like what I want to do. And it was a lot of... Um, the combination of me being a broadcast major in school and a dance major and combining those together, I feel like the COVID times kind of really exponentially grew that mainly because I was becoming a director in many aspects. Like I, and we were doing like live, felt like live TV. It wasn't TV per se. Right. But it was um, live streams and um, doing, we did a lot of shows at city center. My office is 
at City Center now um, because oh. I created such a great relationship with them. Awesome. Um, and so since I talked to you, oh, it's so hard to remember what exactly I did, but um, I mean, we were doing a lot of broadcasts for Jacob's Pillow. They um, think we did six broadcasts for their digital series. Um, and those were about three cam- three cameras. And then, um, and then, you know, just keep going, like just being ready for what the field needs. So, so like theaters were of course opening up again. And so we were going back into the theater and um, I know we're going to talk about Ballet Spanico, but you know what we filmed Ballet Spanico with three cameras at city center with an audience. So that's what 2021, since I talked to you brought. And I think into that fall, I remember feeling so like, oh my gosh, there's people around me. Like, why are there people right. around me while I'm filming? <laughs> right. Well, what was yeah. the adjustment kind of like back to that? Because when we think of seeing you at Vale, when you guys are filming, yeah. again, there's an audience there. You're kind of, you have your cameras sitting at, at all these different locations, but they're not really moving because there is an audience. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you go from having all that freedom within an empty audience to kind of like adjusting back to the pre days of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely a transition because I I have to admit, like I have a lot of nostalgia for that time, which I know is kind of weird to say when a lot of people had such hard times. Um, But I have a lot of nostalgia just because I felt like people were paying attention to us more and they were like ready. They just like needed us in a different way. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, what do you think? What do you think? And I love that. Like director is just like in my spirit and in my soul. I'm also an older child. So I'm like super bossy. And um, (laughs) so it just like comes to the territory. But then when people um, were around us again, it was just like, whoa, okay. Like, this is what it's about. It's about the live performance. Mm -hmm. And, and so that was the adjustment of just okay, what did we do in 2019 (laughs) and before then, and just, and just getting back to that. But I was, I was glad, you know, I felt like the, the crew members and like the artists and everyone around me, they were so happy because that's what they want. Um, Because I was telling someone the other day, I was was at a theater, I will not name the name during COVID. And I remember a crew member came up to me and they're like, we don't want you here. And I was like, why? And he's like, we do live theater. We don't make movies. And I was like, mm, that resonated with me. Cause I was, I mean, I was slightly offended, but I also understood where they were coming from. And so then there's like the two sides. There's like, I'm really grateful and happy that everyone's back in the theater and that audiences can see things live. And then I'm also like, miss that moment in time where it was like, Nell, what does your crew need? What do you all need to do to, in order to make this happen? Mm-hmm. You know, like, what do you think? Like that, that, uh, and I miss that moment. Yeah. And I imagine you're always kind of like learning and evolving in your process just because, you know, technology changes, the way we're watching things and consuming things changes. So I wonder, um, maybe some of the things that you started using during this COVID time that Mm -hmm. then you kept as we are entering back into the theater, into the theater. And as you are, um, approaching these new projects. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it even though I say I missed that time, because that time is still like what I did during that time is still continuing to happen. So, mm-hmm. you know, pre COVID people were, Oh, I don't know if I really want to live stream. What if I lose ticket sales? Now people are like, Ooh, we can get this out to the world and sell tickets. So the mindset has, has shifted with a lot of people, not everyone, but, but pretty much like 
ever, everyone, people are thinking about video more. So I think all the things that we were doing before has just amplified a bit more and has made it easier for us to just um, do our work. And, and, and I, and I think it's, it's just so, it just still inspires me to like, get it out to the world, like in Vail, like, for example, like, I love that Damien live streams now premieres. And the first year we did it, like, what was that 2021? There was like 3000 people live. And I'm like 3000 people that couldn't even buy tickets because the show was potentially sold out. Right. Mm-hmm. And then someone that never could come to Vail, like gets to just experience that gorgeous amphitheater that, you know, we all love so much and they get to feel that feeling. And, and then I did like, you know, just even little things like Barnard, um, I filmed for them and we live streamed and these parents that don't get to come to New York oh. city and see their kids, like, then get get to see it. So I feel like those are kind of they're not new technology because we were already doing it. And I've been live streaming for a long time, but it it just amplified and it just became, I guess, an easier an easier sell. <laughs> right, yeah, right for sure. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit today about, or a lot of bit today about mm-hmm. this very exciting project you have um, that you've been working on. It's for Next at the Kennedy Center, which is going to be on PBS, where you've directed a 15-camera shoot for Ballet Hispanico. Uh, the program debuts on Friday, April 14th at 10 p.m. Eastern. Is also available for streaming on PBS.org and the PBS app the same day. So uh, just start. Could you, could you actually just uh, tell us a little bit about Next at the Kennedy Center? We've talked a lot about sure. um, how public television programming was super integral to so many people that have been on the show. I mean, Rebecca, myself included. Um, mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about Next at the Kennedy Center. It's fairly new. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, I think they're in their first season. So they're in their first season. I think that they, I couldn't, I, I know, like off the top of my head, I know that they've done a show about the roots and I feel like Joni Mitchell. Um, so they, so this is the first dance, um, dance program of the series. Um, and next to the Kennedy center, I think from what the producers explained to me, they're, they're trying to make themselves of course, different than like the Met, you know, like the Met opera, you can stream, you stream the whole show and it's a multi-camera shoot. This, there's more documentary um, footage in there. They're doing interviews. There, it's a little more, you know, there's some more behind the scenes along with it. And um, and I think that, I think the whole idea is that they're just sharing what, you know, what they're doing at the Kennedy Center. I'm so amazed at what they're accomplishing. Like even just talking to the producer yesterday, I was like, oh my gosh, do you all ever stop? Like, they're just, they just, they just move and they just keep going and they're a really great team to work with. So that's really what, you know, I don't want to like totally speak for them in terms of what next at the Kennedy Center is, but that's my understanding. Mm-hmm. And I, I was really excited when they said, they called me and they said, you know, Eduardo recommended me and, and they said, you know, you're, you're a dance person. So let's do this together. The, the first series and, I'm I'm glad dance is being represented. Yeah. So then what was the next step from there? So they bring you in, you agree excitedly to do this. And then kind of what are the next parts of the conversation from there? And and when mm-hmm. was this that you first kind of came on? What does the timeline look like? Yeah. So I think I think um Matthew and Steve called me in September. They're the executive producers. And um <laughs> so maybe if they're listening to this, maybe they'll laugh, but I was so nervous. Like, I mean, you all know, I've done a lot of 
big jobs. Like mm-hmm. I've had a lot of, I've had a, I'm really grateful for my career. Um, but for some reason, and I, and I filmed at the Kennedy center before, it's not like they were foreign to me. I've filmed some different artists there. Um, but I, I just, I was nervous. I remember sitting, like I was in like a job interview and, um, and, and that was, so that was about September of 2022. So, so last fall, mm-hmm. um, and they just started talking to me about Donia Peron and, um, Donia Peron, I had also filmed, um, at city center when it premiered, we filmed it with three cameras for the New York public library. Um, it was a New York public library shoot and, um, and then Eduardo and I have been working together for a very long time. Ballet Spinaco has been a client of mine for, I don't know, maybe 10 plus years. Um, and this show is so amazing. So I think the minute they told me that's what it was, I was like, yes, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in, if you'll take me. <laughs> and the first thing they said to me was um, we, you know, we want to do this with 10 cameras. And now in terms of my career, I, like my clients can't pay for more than four cameras, like four at Vail is like a lot. Um, and I know people want to do more and I have done more, you know, there's other things where, you know, we've hung like a GoPro or, or things like that. Um, but I immediately was like, we don't need to do it with 10 cameras. Like I can do it. <laughs> and and like then I'm used they, to the setup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm used to the setup. And then they were telling me, you know, they have PTZ cameras, which are remote cameras, you know, that maybe we don't have an operator. And I was like, I don't work like that. <laughs> I was like, I always have, when I shoot, I have operators behind my cameras and they were very patient with me because I, I, <laughs> I, cause the spaces I've worked in before where I've had remote cameras, they haven't like, there just hasn't, I guess, been a great team that has been able to match the cameras. Um, so so they, they, they changed my mind and then we got to 15 cameras. So I guess skipping ahead, you know, then they said yes to me in about October and we're like, okay, let's, let's make this happen. And then it just whew, was a series of calls, you know, just <laughs> lots of, lots of planning. Right. Well, I have to think that it must've been certainly helpful that you had already shot the ballet you know I, I was just thinking yeah, what a nightmare sure. <laughs> to come into a 15 camera project that you don't know the work intimately so that was already a leg up I'm guessing yeah yeah no it was um, a huge it was a huge leg up and I have to definitely call out like my two videographers um Ashley Bickford and Caroline hated um and then Caroline edited it and she actually said later she's like I am so glad that I was so like meticulous on this edit, not that we're not right. Meticulous on all of our edits, but <laughs> she, we have all watched that three camera shoot, including all the producers at Kennedy center. Um, you know, myself, I've probably watched that three camera edit probably 50 plus times, wow. like, you know, just to prepare myself. Um, and so, so thank goodness for the New York public library for <laughs> thank goodness for filming and, you know, documenting in general, because it made it possible to help us plan for this. Project. So it's funny. So we were just talking and uh, it's an episode that's going to be coming out soon with the New York public library. And we were talking oh, about how they send out film crews to, you know, document dance to preserve it. So is this one of those projects that you were doing? It, yeah. it was like a preservation. So that's so cool. So that's so cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's a full circle for us on the pod right now. <laughs> I know. It's were, cool. Who did you interview? 
Linda Murray. Linda. Linda yeah. Murray. Okay. Oh, yeah. love, love Linda Murray with like a yeah. big, if, you know, so and they, I've actually been shooting for them for about 12 years. So, um, they're, they're a wonderful client. And, and I'm again, so grateful. Like we have a nice partnership where I will actually go to Daisy on Linda's team and say, what do you think about this show? Um, and we just, we've already filmed a few, like we've already, we filmed, we're going to film DTH, um, Dance Theater of Harlem in April. And we just, we're going to film Phaedra School at Live Arts. Yeah. We, they make a lot happen. That's so great. great. That's so wonderful. And then, then of course, then there's also this other element to it where then that allows you to go out and even do more documenting of like the Mm -hmm. same production in the field. So I wonder you had this three camera shoot. Now you've somehow ended up with 15. (laughs) How are you mapping out how the shoot goes? Like, I'm so fascinated. Like we, we got a super secret advanced, um, little sneak peek of what it is and it looks gorgeous. And, you know, seeing these different camera angles, some from up top, you know, some from the side, Mm -hmm. some really close, some out far. How are you deciding how that's going to go and how are you mapping it out? Yeah. So, um, so Kristen Fosdick is, um, one of the executive producers and, um, she, we just had a lot in, and, and Steve, um, Steve, Kristen, and I just had a lot of conversations and Ashley, who's my assistant director and editor and videographer on the project. <laughs> um, and, and so we all had a lot of conversations and I mean, it would just be like, it just kind of that brainstorming exploratory. Okay. Let's start with like our master shot or our wide shot. You know, where do we want that to be? Do we need a person behind that? Like, do we want it to move? Do we not want it to move? Where's another angle? The the thing that that like I I still was like, what was I thinking? But they there was no side light and there was curtains. There's curtains all around the edges of the stage, so there's no booms. Mm-hmm. Um and and I thought it would be great, you know, to have one backstage. And for some reason, it's like where my mind went somewhere else for a second. So I was like, okay, we'll have some backstage. We'll have some upstage. And then all of a sudden, I like pulled up the video again. I was like, Kristen there's curtains. Like we can't do that. So then it was like creative thinking again. Okay. There's going to be an audience. There was an audience. It was a live show. We were filming. Yeah. So we filmed a live show. Right. And so we did. So mainly what we did um, is, yeah. So we just thought through everything. And I was at first, Matthew, one of the producers said, you know, do you think you'd want to film all five shows? And I was like, oh my gosh, that would be an editing Uh-oh. nightmare. <laughs> so I brought it down to two. I said, why don't we do a camera rehearsal for the the dress during during the day? And then and then let's film two shows. And we're probably gonna want to use the second show as our base. Like I call that like our base mm-hmm. edit. Mm-hmm. And um and and so so once we got there, then it was like, okay, where do we want to put cameras? There's an audience there. Um, where can we hang cameras? And the amazing thing about Kennedy Center is like they're making it such a priority to do digital and to do these shows and to film. And so they are like, yeah, we can hang a camera there. We can hang a camera there. And and a lot of that I think is they've created a great relationship with their um, like house management and like the the team in the right. theater. Um, and so then we just, so, so before you knew it, we were like, okay, well, if we put a camera up at the top, because Avita has like this beautiful white dress that Annabelle, um, Annabelle's the choreographer, Annabelle Lopez of Shoah. Um, and, 
And so I thought, we thought, okay, looking down on that will be really beautiful. Um, and so we thought we'll hang a camera. And then I still did want to have one upstage, but it only happened. We only get to have it a few times. Cause like when the curtains open and there's these boom lights that come up, then we see it from upstage looking into the audience. Um, and so I still wanted that. And then, and then, you know, I wanted one low looking up and we were able to put one in the audience. And then I wanted some PTZ cameras. The great thing about these remote cameras is, you know, you can try to hide them as much as possible. So we had one there. Then I wanted a steady cam operator that was coming into the theater. And so we choreographed when he came in and when he went down the aisle. So we didn't disturb the audience too much. Uh-huh. And we hung some. So then before you know it, we're just like, um, I was like, oh, so we're doing like a 13 camera shoot. And Kristen's like, uh, no, it's 15 cameras. Actually, <laughs> now I kind of think she might have said 16. But um, and and honestly, it's so weird. Even in editing, like I would talk to Steve, the producer, and I was like, it's weird. I kind of like still need another camera. <laughs> After all that. <laughs> After all that, like we realized like some things that, you know, you always learn from a project. And I was like, darn it. Mm-hmm. I wish we had... I wish we had that. I wish we had that. I really wanted more time is really what I wanted, you know, as always. Yeah. So was the editing process a nightmare, even though you pared it down to to just two shows and a rehearsal? (laughs) So I was really like in another world as we were planning and, and Matthew's like, what, what do you think? Like seven days to edit. And I was going to edit in DC um, with their editor. And I was like, yeah. Seven days, like full days. <laughs> I know. And like, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, seven days. And then, then I like thought about it more and I was like, wait a second. I've been working with Ashley Bickford on my team. You know, we were working together for 10 years collaborating. And I thought this is a big project. I need to work with an editor that I know. Like, I don't want to start fresh, even though they could have been totally amazing. Cause that team was right. great there. Right. Um, So then I was like, okay, we need Ashley. Well, then a little snag came when Ashley was like, I'm going to move to New Mexico for the winter. And I was like, okay, that's totally fine. When are you leaving? And so um, we had seven days before Ashley was leaving. So I, in all of our planning, thought that the Kennedy Center imposed that on me. (laughs) And then they reminded me that I imposed that on them. Um, And so, so Ashley and I, got the footage, took the train back from DC, started in my office. Like we finished shooting on Friday, no set Thursday, took the train after the, all the footage was on the drive and everything. And, and all set and organized, took the train Saturday morning in my, uh, in city center where my office is. And we were just like, we literally, I'll just tell everybody this. We meditated and set our intentions before every editing session. I love it. <laughs> and so um, I and and I was just like, we are going to create joy and uh, like love in this space, and there is not going to be stress. In fact, one of my team members came in, and and he kind of was feeling stressed, and I was like, no stress in here, <laughs> not allowed in this room. <laughs> Which I probably created more stress by saying that, but um. And then, and then we, then we got a lot of snacks and just started editing big time. And, um, it was really hard. Um, it was, 
it, it was really great. Like it really, you know, just like, I mean, you all know as artists, like it was really amazing because we were um, like just so deep in the creative process. And then it was just really grueling and hard because we timed out, we were so organized. We were like, okay, it's taking us about like five hours to do one minute. We need to step this up. And the show's 77 minutes. Yeah. So I was like, we need to set this up. And I was like, we, and then we were going to deliver on Thursday to the producers to have them look at it. And they were like, we're not going to have any changes. And I'm like, "Mm, yeah, you are. (laughs) Um, And um, we had to then deliver on Sunday. And then, so long story short about my, the editing process is um, Ashley got sick in the middle of it. Um, I got sick in the middle of it. And then um, we had three shoots somehow that we still thought we could manage during that seven days. So the level of insanity was not, was just like out, out the roof. However, I felt like we just kept the integrity of the work. You know, we just kept like, this is an amazing piece of art and like, we have to do it justice. So then by the end of it, after we gave the first draft, we had to like give something for PBS really quickly. Um, and, and we did get some feedback from the producers that we were cutting too quickly. Like it was just too fast, which Uh I can see the music is like up and, um, the beginning is up like that. So that was a nice note to get early on. And then, um, we started making some more changes. We got it done, like, Uh believe it or not, a draft done by that Saturday, all 77 minutes, showed it to the producers. They gave us some feedback. We made changes, sent out 15 minutes because the changes that they gave were a little more general. So we just like, we're like, is this, is this better? The first 15 minutes. And then, um, and then Ashley got on a plane to New Mexico (laughs) and we were like, bye Ashley. And then I, I was like, you know what? I need to just like take a break from this and I'm Mm -hmm. going to give you all a next draft January 15th. Cause this was like right before the holidays. And that was, you know, that was the best. Cause it's like, when you take a step back, sure. you just see so much more. And mm-hmm. so after the holidays, and it was really great for me to, to, I'm, I'm an editor, like, like that's at my soul. I just have other people edit for me now. Um, mm-hmm. so we can do more work at Nell Shelby Productions, but, um, I just wanted to get in there. And so I got this new edit suite with two monitors and I just like, January 4th, just like big time, just went into the edit myself and just started cleaning things up and mm-hmm. delivered to them on the, on the 15th or something like that. And, um, it was quite a process. I'm still decompressing. <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So while I'm hearing you talk about this, as we know, you're a former dancer, so your mind is like us. We all think very similarly, right? Like Mm -hmm. when I'm hearing you talk, I'm thinking like, wow, if I had to sit and watch something that I did, like a a video of myself dancing for hours and hours, Mm -hmm. and I would, it would make me crazy, right? Because when we watch videos of ourselves dancing, we're so critical. And so I wonder... What is that like? It's a totally different thing, I understand, but you're still like watching your work. Is it something that it's hard for you or are you able to step back? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I totally know what you mean. Um, I I think it's both. It's yeah. like, it's like hard. Well, fortunately, I'm not in it. So I don't dance <laughs> right, anymore. So, so I don't have to watch here, myself. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, well, well, for, and and okay. So first of all, the ballet Svenico dancers are so precise and gorgeous and lovely. So I like do not even get tired of looking at them at all. Yeah. In fact, I continue to see like nuances in what they do, and I continue to be fascinated by how mm-hmm. the same they are from night to night. I mean, I know again, it's live performance, so in a way that that actually is a compliment. Not not like you know for them to be so so precise. Right. Yeah. And consistent. I mean, kind of incredible. Like when I was, cause I matched um, the dress rehearsal and the two shows together, you know, mm-hmm. like right. even though this, the last show was, or the final show was my base, I matched them together. Um, but I, and I never got sick of the work. Like I also would mm-hmm. see more about like what Annabelle was doing. I was like, wow, the storytelling in this, in this piece about um, Avita and, and her life. Mm-hmm. And is, and just how she connected the dots and how she began it and she ended it. So it was just so interesting to me. I think the thing, um, and and then I, and I think what was hard was like, I would come back to it. And as I guess a dancer and someone that loves music, I just wanted to keep tweaking, you know, I would be like, Ooh, mm-hmm. that's not on the beat. You know, like that's that <laughs> I, or that's too much on the beat. I need to go on the offbeat, you know, or something like that. So that was the hard thing where I had to just be like, okay, I feel good about this section. Let's move on. Like, you know, we don't need to be like perfection, perfection. Right. Yeah. I don't know if I answered your question, Rebecca. Totally. Yeah. Cause that's what I think. Like, I I think that's the point, right. As we watch ourselves dance, we're like, Oh, I would have done this differently, but we can't go back and change it. But you're here able to kind of like mess with it and play with it. And so Mm -hmm. I think where you just have to be like, okay, this is enough good. And you know, this is fine and kind of move on. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We talked some about uh, conversations you would have had with Annabelle. Um, mm-hmm. As we mentioned earlier, you know, you, you obviously you had to have, um, you were, it had a very in-depth process just for the city center filming with the, th- the three cameras. So I presume obviously Annabelle um, as the creator of this work had thoughts about how she wanted it to be presented. So I'm curious about what back and forth you had, um, with her yeah. for the project? Well, you know what? Um, the Kennedy Center really, like, Annabelle and Eduardo said yes, and the Kennedy Center went and ran with it. And then it was in part of the process as, as you know, because again, this was the Kennedy Center Center's first dance performance um, that they were, that they were filming like this. 
So they were leaning on me. And at one point I was like, you know what? I really feel like we need to like talk to Eduardo and Annabelle. Mm -hmm. And so we did have a call with them. And I just, again, I don't know, like looking back, I'm like, why was I so nervous? Like I've known Annabelle forever as well. And but I was Vail too, really, right? Have you worked with her in Vail? We've worked with her in Vail. Yeah. Vail yeah. and at Jacob's Pillow. And I filmed so many of her works, especially uh-huh. with Valley of Um, So, and I love her and Christopher's, my husband's taken a lot of photos of her. So, so, and, and same with Eduardo and I have spent a lot of time together. So I feel very comfortable with both of them, but I just felt like, like this piece is just such a, a masterful work. And so I guess there was just like a lot of responsibility that comes with that. And, mm. and I will say that the beautiful thing about Annabelle and I'm in Eduardo, and I'm pretty sure this is why they are so successful is I, they say yes. And then I feel like they let go. And mm. so I did not feel any sense of like, it should be done this way or it should be done that way. I, I will say, and Eduardo and I actually saw each other around New York city a few times and he's like, yay. He wasn't like, and remember, you know, um, do this. (laughs) Um, And then Annabelle and I touched base a little bit over email. Annabelle loved the three camera edit. Like she approved that because the library is really wonderful about having the artists involved. Mm -hmm. And so um, Annabelle loved it. And we actually had to make one little adjustment because a dancer fell um, off the barely fell like for a ballet spanico dancer the dancer like moves their foot in a different way but <laughs> um and so we had to use from the god camera the night before um mm-hmm. and and annabelle was super happy how that turned out and she she actually said i love this like i don't need to see why we need to do cameras <laughs> um <laughs> so so she felt like we accomplished what you know i guess she wanted but then when we right. talked, what she did is I just was asking her more questions. And so was Steve, the producer about the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and cause there really, there are sections there's, I, I'm now not remembering off the top of my head, how many sections, but there's a lot. And, um, and so she thinks about it in sections and you'll see, even in the piece, you feel like there's scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she would just share more about like why she used the handkerchief. Like people will see when they watch it and like where that came from, that came from like a, a photo that she found. And she found this photo of them like waving the handkerchiefs. And, and so that's where she brought that in. So she was just sharing like little nuggets with us. Um, but we talked for 30 minutes. I mean, it's not, it's not like, it's not like she was saying, you know, make sure you have your camera over on house. Right. Um, so, so I felt like that was great. And then the, the other involvement that the company actually had in general is Johan, the rehearsal director, maybe he's the associate artistic director um, who used to dance with the company. We know each other pretty well. He helped me count backstage. So, so that was, that was um, really, really helpful. He was helping me count like as before dancers were entering and things like that. And he'd be like, okay, rent five, six, seven, eight. Okay. Now. And then I'd be able to tell my steady cam up or different cameras, like what to do. Um, even though I studied it so much, I like still needed a, a support. Sure. Um, of course. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, I was just thinking you've seen it so many times you could probably stage the ballet. Oh, hands down. <laughs> yes. I, I think, I, I think, I think for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Actually there was a moment. So we had the steady cam, which for those of people that don't know a steady cam 
is a camera, like I'll just do it in total layman's term, like a vest you have on and you're walking around with a camera. Right. Right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and so we had a steady, we had two steady cam operators and they filmed during the dress. And now remember like the dress was for them to get ready for the live show. Right. We were like an extra and they were so great at working with us, the company, but we were definitely an extra. And this show was really hard on the dancers. So, you know, we don't want to get in their way. Um, so we had a lot of challenges to deal with that one being one and the other being a lot of shadows because we didn't have side lights. So the steady cam up was seen in like shadows on the floor. Um, so I choreographed along with the director of photography, Tony and Ashley, we, we choreographed what the steady cam was going to do in every section. And, um, so at first Tony was like, I'll direct them. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll direct the city cam up so you can direct the other cameras as we're rehearsing the other cameras. Well, then Tony was like, okay, abandon ship. Now you keep going. Cause like, I knew the piece so well. Mm -hmm. So my uh -huh. challenge was I had to direct the steady cam up and that was our only opportunity to get footage on stage. And then I had to direct rehearse the other cameras. So wow. our, the show that night turned into our camera rehearsal <laughs> because it was just a lot. It was a lot to do at once. It all, it all, we, we got everything we needed. Um, but it was, it was pretty tight. So, sure. well, <laughs> yeah. and, and I don't know if these are the cameras that caught the sh these specific shots, but there's so much beautiful footage of the emotions on stage, which I feel like yeah. sometimes as, as an audience member, you might not see as clearly, or you'll see it in a different way when right. everyone's enjoying your film of this. So I wonder um, if that was something that, of course, it's a story. It's an important, mm -hmm. story. is that something that Annabelle discussed with you or was that instinctual for you to really make sure that you capture it and just beautiful faces and uh, such beautiful acting yeah. from the dancers. And I think, and they had a, um, oh my gosh, why am I missing the word? They had a, not acting coach, would you call that purse? Thank you. Um, yeah, they had a they had a dramaturg. Um, from what I heard, or maybe they had an acting coach. I guess whatever you want to call it. But yeah. um, I did hear that later, so mm. I think that that is. I mean, they were they were amazing. Um, yes. So to answer your question, I it was intuitive to me to capture that emotion, and I and Annabelle also did mention that as mm -hmm. well. And because it was you could you could just tell it was so in intentional that you had to go in on those, those faces and those moments. And, mm -hmm. and again, that was something that was so exact as well. Dandara, who was on the cover of dance magazine, like um, actually just like two months ago, who mm -hmm. plays um, Avita um, was so gorgeous. Like she, it was cast so well. And I just was so impressed with her and and I, like, I didn't want to bother her. Like, I remember we were, the steady cam was on the stage and I looked over at her and I wanted to be like, hi. <laughs> and then <laughs> was so focused, you know, and, and Chris Bloom also who pay, plays um, her husband. Um, I've known him for a long time and he's been dancing with the company for a long time. Same thing. Like he's a fun guy. Like he's always like, Hey, now what's up? But like, Ooh, they were so focused. Mm. Um, even in the dress rehearsal, it was wow. really impressive. Mm. Yeah. So now this, would you say this is your most ambitious project to date? It sounds pretty up there. <laughs> I would say yes, for sure. And, and, and I think it's, 
it felt like a culmination of my switch in my career or my shift or my turn pivot, whatever you want to call it <laughs> um, during COVID. It's almost felt, I don't want to call it a culmination because I want to call in more because I loved it so much. <laughs> um, but it definitely was at the height. Like I, um, it kind of like make, gets me a little choked up. Like I feel, Oh God, I don't know why I'm crying, but, um, I just love doing it, you know, and, it, and, and it's like so scary and also so incredible at the same time. And I just was so grateful for the opportunity, you know, and in a way I just kept telling, telling myself like, okay, if I never have something like this again, like I did it and, mm-hmm. and, and, and I'm excited for other people to be able to see the show and experience like this amazing piece that I've just been sitting with, um, for, I have to tell you all something funny. So at the same time, I was like, I just finished editing this and it's a very intense story. And then I filmed Hong Kong ballet at city center and they did Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, yeah, I was there. Actually, Michael, yeah. I think I saw you when I was filming and I like wanted to wave to you, but you were like down closer to the front I, in the orchestra. I, I was very close. I was like, I was in like the third row or something. I had prime Yeah, seats. I think, were you with James Whiteside? I, feel like I was with were... James Whiteside, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. That's so funny. I so remember funny. that. I forgot to tell you. <laughs> I was in the back of the orchestra. But between, you know, I mean, we know that Evita dies, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so she's dying and I'm doing this, like, you know, but it's a very, it's a different kind of death of Romeo and Juliet. Right. And, and so I'm, I'm editing this and then I edited Romeo and Juliet with Hong Kong ballet. And I was just like, oh my gosh, why am I feeling so intense? And like, oh, it's because I'm just keep editing death scenes. Yes. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and you it's like you feel so insolent you know it's like I just feel like I go into their life you know it's like it's almost just feels like I'm I guess that's what happens with actors right they just feel like they're I'm sure that I love that that you are feeling the feelings that's what we want on the show we want people to feel you know this beautifully invested in their art form and that that it like gives you like there's nothing better than that feeling of gratitude i love when like you said it so beautifully that feeling of like well like if nothing ever happens again like i had this moment and you do have that moment forever it's just very yeah special i love that you yeah got that. i text the producer kristen and steve who i've worked so closely with and i was like I just had a phone call with Kristen yesterday and Steve last week and I texted him and I was like, you all feel like family. So I'm so glad we touched base. Like, you know, when you go through a creative process like this, it's like, there's no turning back. You've just invested yourself in these people. And that's how Ashley and I feel like in a way we feel like it's a blessing in disguise. She went to New Mexico because we like, we're so in it with each other. It's like, Mm -hmm. you also need like a, a little distance, but then you realize like how much, you've just shared with one another. And, and especially when you're filming and you're just staring at these dancers on the screen and just looking at them so closely, you just, you just feel like you get to know like their souls, you know, Mm -hmm. and get to just know them so deeply. And so I was kind of sad. Like I told everybody when I was done editing, I had this like, Oh, sadness. Like, Oh no, I'm going to leave my friends. (laughs) I mean, art bonds us, right? It brings us together. And 
And so I'm sure this is not the last of a project like this for you. We look forward to hearing about many more from you. And I think also moral of the story today is set your intentions, do your meditation, (laughs) no stress (laughs) in the room. Um, Nell, we're so excited for the world to enjoy this beautiful work that you have. And we're glad we got to see a sneak peek of it and then hear about the process from you. So thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank you both so much. As always, love seeing both of you. Conversations on Dance is a part of the ACAST Creator Network. For more information, visit conversationsondancepod.com.